And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. Oh, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. Hopefully, uh, you know, you got some family time in. Maybe you went fishing. Maybe you shot an animal and cooked it and ate it. Hopefully uh, you did one of those things over the weekend. I did go fishing, but I did not catch a darn thing. I was trying to catch a smallmouth bass, but they eluded me. The outsmarted the bird man. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'll do better next time. But anyway, hopefully, that, hopefully you guys had a good one. Uh, great show for you today. A lot of stuff to get to. I had Alex Sears from uh, Lone Conservative on for the first time, and uh, it was a good chat. Definitely got to bring him back on soon. It was, it was a good time. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We talked about uh, the media and how the mainstream media is absolute trash, and they've kind of lost all of our respect, and how Trump, uh, President Trump might not be incorrect when he says um, that the press is the enemy of the American people. Um, we kind of explain why and... Uh, Yeah, so a lot of stuff. We covered a lot today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Before I get to my chat with Alec, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Premier Vapor. If you smoke and want to quit or if you vape already, you got to check out Premier Vapor. Um, They have the largest selection of premium e-liquids anywhere in the country. All their stuff is fantastic. All their stuff is FDA compliant. They have every battery you would ever want, any kind of mod uh, that you need, any tank or coil, anything you need um, for your vape setup, they've got it. Um, And come on, guys, if you guys are still smoking cigarettes... Dude, it's 2018. Get with the program. Quit smoking. Start vaping. It's way better for you. It's way cheaper. Um, it tastes way better. Come on. And also, like, you know, it doesn't give you, like, lung cancer and stuff. So, yeah. Stop smoking. Start vaping. Uh, you know, you'll thank me later. PremierVaporAndLounge.com is their website. Tremendous stuff. They have uh, physical locations in Holland and Perrysburg, Ohio. If you're in Northwest Ohio, check them out in person. If not, Premier Vapor and Lounge, again, premiervaporandlounge.com. They will give you free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. You really can't beat that. And if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. We'd really appreciate that. And you can check us out on Patreon if you want to support us monthly, uh, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. There's cool perks if you choose to do that. If not, it's all good. Just make sure you subscribe um, so you get notifications. Um, and, yeah, once again, follow us on social media. Talk to us. We always talk back. We appreciate you guys. We're constantly trying to make this thing bigger and better for you. A lot of big stuff coming down the pike, too. So stay tuned. Um, and I always appreciate you guys' support. You guys are the best. Uh, without further ado, here's my chat with Alex Sears. All right, guys, we're here with Alex Sears from Lone Conservative. Alec, thanks for taking the time, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to have you on today because you, you've also done some writing for Newsbusters, which is a publication dedicated to exposing leftist bias in the mainstream media, and um, it's been a, it's been a few weeks since we've talked about the media um, on the show, but I think it's it's definitely important for us to focus on the media today. Um, they, the press has made themselves the story for the last couple months since President Trump's comment that you know the the media is the enemy of the American people, um, and all they've done is 
like reinforce to Trump's base that they're the enemy of the American people. <laughs> um, so like, right. what, what do you make of just the behavior from the press these last couple months? Um, the lack of self-awareness, just the state of the American press as a whole. Yeah. Uh, the lack of self-awareness is really what it boils down to, right? Cause there is none, like there's almost no self-awareness anywhere on the left. It seems like right. um, it's, it's, mind-boggling how how uh, unaware they are of what they say versus what they do and like you can see it with jim acosta saying you know he was on colbert and he was talking about i'm not trying to be the story despite every time like and you know a press briefing with sarah sanders going toe-to-toe trying to get a reaction trying to get like some kind of comment from him from uh Sarah Sanders or when he's at the rallies, you know, and, and everyone's yelling at him to go home, Jim, and he's just like standing there and, and like yelling back at him or, or whatever else. So um, he might say that he's not trying to be the story, but folks like Acosta and, and a few others in, in the White House briefing room are definitely uh, definitely not acting that out. Well, Acosta is an interesting case, too. Um, because he wasn't always like that, you know? He was kind of just a normal mm-hmm. journalist covering politics, covering the White House. Nobody really knew who he was, you know? He was probably making a lot less money than, than he's making now. <laughs> and uh, and I, just a music industry reference comes to mind. I'm a, I'm in the music business. And Jim Acosta is like the imagined dragons of the press, you know? Like, you know, when that crappy style of music, I don't know if you're into, like, the indie pop garbage, but, like, <laughs> when that style of music, there were really good bands, like, Fun, and, like, a few other bands that were really good that came out and got really famous, when that style of music kind of became popular. And then, like, Imagine Dragons comes along, and they're just, like, you can tell they just, like, they're, they're a band specifically built to make money. Like, there's no substance there. They mm-hmm. just, like, write, like, random rhyming words with really crappy synth shit in the background. <laughs> so it's like, Acosta's like, oh, man, like, I can totally get famous attacking this guy. So that's what I'm going to do. Like, whether he believes it or not, he's just a hack. You know, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can totally get paid. You know, like, I don't even know if he believes half the shit he says. He's just in it. In yeah, it that, the that's, fame he might money. not. You never know. <laughs> but, hey, you better watch it. Men's Dragons, despite their, you know... Money grabbing is one of my favorite bands, so I gotta... I can't believe that. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, Jim Acosta, man, well, I tell you, he's uh... Nickelback. He's the Nickelback of of <laughs> Okay, that's that's, that's thing, a lot better. You know? Yeah, when all that butt rocks and was... people just love to hate him. Right, right. But you know, Nickelback. I'm sure they weren't like stoked about writing those like crappy generic songs, but that's the <laughs> genre of music that was popular. So like, oh, we're just gonna hit this hard. So he's the Nickelback slash Imagine Dragons of covering the White House. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, on Friday, had the opportunity to uh, get a couple questions in with Sean Spicer. And uh, even him, like still today, is like, you know, my opinion of Jim Acosta hasn't really changed much from when I was uh, in the White House uh, to now. And he's, you know, Sean's of the opinion that, you know, Jim is still in it for himself and, and, and has been since, you know, day one of the presidency. Right. And I think the mainstream media strategy, obviously, I mean, their goal is to take down Trump. I mean, they don't really they don't really try to hide mm-hmm. that. But their strategy is to make the electorate choose between them and Trump. And I just which is a terrible choice. It's a terrible like... choice. I don't think that is going to work out for them. Like and it, like you said, the lack of self-awareness is astounding. I just don't see that working. I mean, they have similar approval ratings to Congress which is always like in the low to mid 20s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Trump. Yeah, is, nobody likes the media right now. Right. Like, Everybody hates him. And 
look, respect is earned, and they they all the media wants is to be respected, right? But I don't. They haven't earned. I mean, they've lost my respect, and not just in the last year and a half, but my entire adult life. I'm 29. I don't know how old you are, but my entire adult life following politics. They've they've been hacks. I mean, they've been absolutely terrible during during the Obama years, just ignoring scandal after scandal. You know, just treating him with mm-hmm. kid gloves. You know, the things that he would they would say about Mitt Romney, who's probably like the most moral right. person ever to run for office in America. You know, they the absolutely they crucified of, him for the binders full of women. Binders yeah. full of women. <laughs> yeah, putting and his, you know that's Mitt Romney, who you know is you know never gonna look at a woman weird in his life because he's you know a family man. And I just don't see them earning any respect back. Like, what what have they done? And Trump loses my respect a lot. <laughs> you know, like he says a lot of bad things. Um, you know, but he he earns my respect back. Like for every grab him by mm-hmm. the pussy, there's tax cuts. You know, for every enemy of the people, there's Neil Gorsuch. You know what I mean? For every talk of tariffs and a trade war, there's the slashing of regulations at record rates. You know, and mm-hmm. looking at Trump, yeah, it's Trump all- the person is. Right, and but he's constantly earning back that respect. He's earning back my support anytime I'm kind of wavering. You know what I mean? Um, and and also it's kind of different yeah. too because the, all the things, all the knocks on Trump are stuff that he says, not stuff that he does. And I definitely value actions <laughs> over words. But I, I don't right. see the press earning back my respect at all. Like I just don't see what they've done to make me trust them, to make me respect them. And I mean they haven't done it. Anything, and that's the thing with the press. Almost, it's like actions are their words because that's what they do. Their job is, you know, words in the marketplace of ideas, and the ideas that they're selling to us are are they're trash. They're crap. They're not like they might be well thought out, and they might have like this master plan that all the mainstream media is like on board with to derail the Trump presidency, but it's not working out for them. And they keep doing these like horrible, dumb things. Like, I mean, they were trying to on Friday. They were trying to docs the Manafort jury so it's like stuff like that where they're trying to get the names of these people and their addresses and then publish it to the world when the judge on the case already has to travel with um, federal marshals he can't go anywhere without you know a security detail right you know they they literally sued the government to try to get these names and addresses and and publish them um I mean, what does right, that say? What, what's what's, the, what's yeah. their goal? I mean, at the very least, the very minimum, they want these people harassed. Right. And yeah. It, there's no other reason to do that. Like, maybe they want to go to their house at the middle of the night, wake them up and ask them a question. Like, who, what kind of press wants to do that in this day and age? Who, you know, thinks that they're helping the people? Who wants to not be seen as the enemy of the people? And yet they're going to bust into people's houses and wake them up in the middle of the night? That's what, you know, communist Russia did. I mean, that's the very least. That would happen if if CNN successfully doxed these people. That's the very least. Or they could end up like Steve Scalise and get shot, you know. Or they can end up like Rand Paul and get six ribs broken and end up in the hospital. I mean, being harassed in the middle of the night is is the least of which. I mean, the the people that would show up at these innocent jurors' homes would be Antifa, you know. And they're they're who's famous for obviously beating people senseless with baseball bats and bike locks and shivs, <laughs> you know, stabbing yeah. people, right? Like, that that could happen. I mean, these people could end up dead, legit, and not to be a fear monger or anything, but for God's sake, I mean, harassment would be the very least of which would happen to these people. And it could end up a hell of a lot worse. And CNN seemingly is perfectly fine with that. 
that sounds like something the enemy of the American people would do. Literally, I mean, like, the, the actual physical enemies of our country would want that, you know? And CNN right, is yeah. just in lockstep with them. It, it is really incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're, I mean, it was almost like a threat to the jury. It's like, uh, hey, make the, um, you know, decision we want you to or else. Or else we're going to, you know, publish your family's address. We're going to tell people where your kids go to school. Like, make sure you come to a decision where everything is 100% guilty and there's no question of doubt, or else, you know, your whole life is going to be in jeopardy. Like, that's that's scary. It's evil. And is is it illegal? Is it, it, It's got to it, be illegal, too. It's got to be a federal crime to threaten jurors, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't say they're, like, it's not a, you know, verbal, physical threat, but really, I mean, what else could it be when, you know, they're like, oh, well, we want your names and addresses. How are you going to take that as a juror? Like, they're not coming out here and saying, make the right call or else. They're just saying, oh, we want your stuff just in case we decide to publish it. We'll see how the trial goes. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And then also last week, um, the Boston Globe launched an organized attack on President Trump consisting of over 300 major newspapers uh, all colluding together. <laughs> to launch this coordinated effort. There's that collusion we've yeah, been looking for. Talk about collusion, but it's a coordinated effort <laughs> to attack Trump to, I guess, prove that they're not the enemy of the people. So you're going to organize 300 newspapers and launch an attack on a duly elected president? <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, it's 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 incredible. It, yeah, that's really going to, you're really going to show the people that you are on America's side, all colluding to take down an elected official. I don't know. I'm almost speechless on this one. Like <laughs> the lack of self-awareness, like we've said a few times already on the show, is incredible. I can't. I cannot see any outcome other than people just losing more respect for for these newspapers, starting with the Boston Globe. I don't see how this, how any of this, works out for them. They must be like in some kind of mindset where when they read the First Amendment and they say, and it says freedom of the press, that means to them the press can do no harm. Like. Right. Nothing they could possibly do could ever be bad for America, you know, despite constantly, you know, not reporting stories or misreporting stories or just flat out making up stories for their own gain. Um, it's it's got to be something like that. How far are they willing to go? Because a lot of these newspapers, including the New York Times, New York Times and the Washington Post, are struggling financially. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't seen any numbers on the Boston Globe, but. I mean, CNN last week in prime time, which I, I believe is uh, Cuomo and, and Anderson Cooper are their primetime shows. Mm-hmm. They lost mm-hmm. prime time to ancient aliens on the History Channel. <laughs> ancient aliens, a, a show on hey, the man, History don't, Channel. Don't knock that show. That's a great show. <laughs> Less people have the History Channel, and that's a show on the History Channel that isn't even about history, and it beats CNN in prime time head to head. It's they're, I mean, they rarely break a, a million viewers, um, even in prime time. It's it's really astounding. And, you know, you you know, look at Fox News, and they're usually up around three to five million, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is still right, your average right. your average like YouTube video does better than a million views like nowadays right. that I mean, you'll watch. Look at jo- so it's Joe it's, Rogan's podcast gets about fifteen million downloads per episode. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and CNN can't break a million. They're losing to Ancient Aliens on on the History Channel. Are they willing to lie themselves into the ground? Like, are they? 
they truly believe what they're saying. Like, you, I guess you have to respect that. Like, they honestly do believe Trump is Satan. So are they... How, how far are they willing to take this? Are, are they <laughs> willing to take themselves out of business? I mean, it's possible. I guess we'll have to see. I'm really interested, depending on how midterms go, because it could go... Um, like it could go good for the Democrats. Like there could be a blue wave. I highly doubt it. It could go good for the Republicans or it could be like neutral. There's like a 50, 50 split. We'll see what, you know, CNN, MSNBC, NBC's response to the midterms is and how they spin it. And if it's bad for the Democrats, they're just going to double and triple down on everything they've been doing because all of a sudden they have no path to impeachment. They can't get Trump out. Like there's, there's nothing that they can do for the next two more years until a presidential election. Well, I mean, there's no path to impeachment anyway. Well, I mean, the House right. obviously could impeach Trump, but you need you need 70 votes in the Senate, and you know they have a better right. they have a better chance of getting Trump pregnant than removing him from office. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And and obviously, if the Dems do take the House, I hope they do impeach Trump. Because even in, in uh, 1998, when, when the Republicans impeached Bill Clinton, they lost a, a ton of seats the next, uh, mm-hmm. the next election. It, the American people just don't like impeachment very much. And they just don't have the stomach for it. Um, so I don't, I don't know how they think that is a political winner either. But I guess we'll, we'll wait and see what they, what they do. But I think you're right. It'll, no matter what happens in November, seeing the mainstream media spin it, I think will tell us a lot about their future and maybe how long their future is 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 going to be. Um, a few other points from from the last week or so that that was really disgusting. The media spent like three days whining about a man who was arrested, I believe, in Arizona. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, who was arrested by ICE when he was you know driving his pregnant wife to the hospital, and that was all the headlines. They were parroting this all across the mainstream media for like 72 hours. They left out <laughs> the key fact that he was wanted for murder, and that's why he was detained, because he's a murderer, and the Mexican government wanted him back so they can, you know, throw him in jail the rest of his life. <laughs> um, and it's not like the media didn't know this. They knew it. They knew it from the beginning, and they chose to cover it up because it didn't fit the narrative. They're hurting themselves by lying. They're hurting themselves. They're just destroying their own credibility. The facts are going to come out. Did they think that the, the American right. people weren't ever going to find this out? Are they that cocky? Mm-hmm. I mean, do they not understand that the Internet exists? I mean, it's like, what's your tactic They might there, be. Man? Honestly, they might be. They, I mean, because they're so, like, self-absorbed in their own little bubble that, like, they probably just think, like, oh, nobody goes anywhere else to get their news. It's all CNN. It's all MSNBC. They don't go to, you know, New York Times, who, who uh, even reported on this. They don't go to, um, like, sites like... Real clear politics, which is just a news aggregator, um, but like people do, and it only takes you know a handful of folks who have you know any following on Twitter or like a bunch of Facebook friends to blast out you know what really happened, and then suddenly everyone's in the know, and now all the liberal mainstream media outlets look stupid, and it happens to them time and time again. And a similar, they they covered uh, the story from New Mexico similarly as well. They the terrorist camp. Um, and they were the right. press, training kids training to, kids be, school to shooters. be school shooters. And they covered it at first. Um, they covered it as like a child abuse kind of scandal that these children were being abused, which they obviously were. One of them uh, was killed, actually. Um, right. And then once it 
turns out, you know, the the terrorist camp was was run by radical Muslims. They just stopped covering it. They completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they, it, did, it was a blackout. It went away. It completely disappeared. Um, so I mean, they are covering up for terrorists, uh, murderers. Right. <laughs> Chris Cuomo was always talking about how he's such a defender of like kids and how he like you know raises his own children to live a certain way, and yet he did not you know, if I recall correctly, he you know didn't give any time to that story after it was found out that there was a uh, it was a radical Muslim extremist training camp for kids to go shoot up schools, which is one of the most frightening things I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's frightening because this happened in the United States, in New Mexico. This wasn't happening in Afghanistan. You know, this wasn't happening in in Syria. You know, this is happening in our own backyard. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm getting really tired of, you know, I already mentioned that the the press has done nothing to earn back the respect that, that they've lost from me, not just in this, covering this White House, but over you know, the last 10 years now. I'm, I'm tired of saying, look, and I do still believe that Trump shouldn't have gone as far as he did in saying that the press is the enemy of the American people. But I'm getting really tired of saying, well, you know, the disclaimer, yeah, Trump went too far, but, you know, I'm, I'm tired of saying that. The media in the last week defended terrorists, defended murderers, launched a coordinated effort to destroy the president of the United States, and try to get innocent people harassed or even assaulted. All of these things sound like the behavior of the enemies of the American people. So, mm-hmm. is the press the enemy of the American people? They very well might be. Um, at this point, <laughs> it, it really kind of seems like that. Know, like man. it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to say no to that. Um, and you know, on top of that. Look at all the you know coverage or time they spent covering the the um, unite the right rally um, from what was that two weekends ago it was last weekend twenty four people um, yeah twenty four <laughs> people they had like all day wall to wall coverage on it they had get, devoted like fifteen minutes to the top of every hour on that story I was in DC there I, there's footage on my Twitter you can go check it out. I have video showing the disparity in crowd sizes where it's, you know, like 400 counter protesters and media versus literally 25 like racists who need to crawl back into their mother's basement. And, and and like a handful of cops that were still with them, like once they got past, you know, the barrier and it was absolutely insane. And that wasn't even the majority of the protesters that were there. There was a few different locations where, where they were gathering the main like counter protest area was uh, across from them in Lafayette Park, and there was you know easily 500 counter protests there. But besides that, there was you know huge groups of Antifa, and they were organized on levels I had never seen before. And I've been to you know similar protests, not on this level, but similar protests um, where Antifa were involved, and I had never seen them that organized and that many in one spot. And uh, they got there was no coverage on it. All the focus was on the 25 racists who didn't do anything. They just stood around in a park for a little bit. Jason Kessler gave like a five minute speech where he admitted that it was a flop. And then he went home and got yelled at by his dad. <laughs> I did see that. That's tremendous. Like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> all of, all of these, you know, Antifa people, like they assaulted NBC cameras in Charlottesville, right. um, a camera crew. And they didn't even cover that. Right. They just skipped over it. They're like, Oh, it's not, it's not worth it. So the journalists blame, honestly, journalists I, blaming the Nazis as they're being beaten senseless by Antifa. It's, it's really, you know, you, you really can't make the shit up, man. It's it's crazy that like they're just so 
deep into this idea that they have to, you know, paint everyone on the right as a racist. They have to, um, you know, make Trump look like he's supporting all of this stuff that when bad stuff comes at them from the left, from these, you know, radicalized Antifa groups, it is just water under the bridge. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like they're on the same side. So it, it, like it shouldn't be news. This the leftist bias in the press is one of the main reasons why I I started this show almost two years ago. I was I had my my former co-host Josiah and I, I've said this on the the podcast before, but my my former co-host we had gone back and forth talking about doing a political commentary show for like two years, probably back in like 2013 2014. I mean we we've been talking about it forever and we never did it. And on election night in 2016. I remember that the straw that broke the camel's back because I was flipping through uh, all the cable news channels and they're all dishonest. I mean, Fox News wasn't any better. Fox <laughs> News was saying, "Oh yeah, we told you Trump was going to win." And Trump didn't even think he was going to win. Yeah. Right? And but the yeah. straw that broke the camel's back was I flipped on MSNBC and Martha Raddatz, the author and writer over at NBC, was crying. <laughs> was crying on air. Uh, this is a grown woman uh. in her like fifties or sixties. Like an adult with like a job, she pays taxes and the mm-hmm. whole nine yards, and she's crying on air because Hillary Clinton lost. Hey, if you're an adult, you should cry when you have like a, a child born or when a family member or a close friend dies, death or birth. Like that's mm-hmm. like a legitimate reason right. to cry, not election results. And like th- I texted Josiah then, I was like, dude, we're doing this. We're so much better than these hacks. <laughs> we're so much smarter than these people. We got to get our, you know, throw our hat in the ring. So like, so thanks guys, the the, the leftists in the media, because you pushed me into the arena. You know, you forced me to mm-hmm. get involved. So I guess uh, thank you. I suppose. Yeah, there's so many great moments. Moments from election night in the media of you know Rachel Maddow having a nervous breakdown on camera <laughs> to the Young Turks just absolutely losing their mind. The compilations on YouTube are endless and phenomenal. I highly recommend going and watching some of those. Um, but yeah, it was even funny like during when it was still early in the night and they were still calling states like um, CNN and MSNBC. They were you know 15 minutes to a half half hour behind um, <laughs> even Fox News and I think even ABC yeah. on calling states. It's like Fox they News called Florida. No, they wouldn't. Fox News called Florida. Like I, I it was might have been around nine, maybe ten Eastern Standard Time, and literally it was like ten thirty when CNN finally called it, and they're like, "Well, we lost Florida." They just finally like threw the towel in. They were literally trying to prevent reality from happening. They're like, "If we don't cover this, just absolutely close insane. your eyes and wish it away." <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we don't call it, then maybe. People will go back and change their vote after voting. I don't know. I have no idea what the hell they were thinking. But that, that was <laughs> incredible. You know what? Now, back to the, the enemy of the people comment. I didn't even mention mm-hmm. the fact that they're all communists. <laughs> you know? I mean, they're, they're all like communist sympathizers. You remember the, how me, the media right. reported the death of uh, Fidel Castro a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah, it was like sorrow yeah. and like <laughs> Justin Trudeau issued like a letter and like everybody else was like just sad. And they're like, oh, what a respected man. And the you know, global community. It's like, what? Genocidal maniac. Going to mention that. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, these these are the same people that prop up Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who are just admitted Marxists. Uh, mm-hmm. And speaking of Ocasio-Cortez, I, th- I think I like it. It's just hilarious to me that, like, if Trump ever held a public event and didn't allow media in, it would be the end of the world. But Ocasio-Cortez, like, held a public event, didn't allow media in, and Brian Stelter's out here like, oh, she's just 
a champion of the people. Just the best. <laughs> oh, this is like just the greatest thing anyone's ever done. Yeah, because social. It's like, are you kidding me? Socialists have a long history of of supporting the free press uh, across the world. Oh my god! I mean, look. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Marxism is like by definition the enemy of of the American people. I mean, it's the enemy of the U S constitution. So, I mean, these are the same people by that metric alone, these people that prop up Marxists are, are by definition, <laughs> uh, you know, enemies of the American people. So I, I don't know. I, I, I have nothing good to say. It, like I said, respect is earned. They can earn my respect back. Even CNN, mm-hmm. even the times and the post and MSNBC, if they can just I, look, Owen Benjamin, who's a very, very funny comic. He always says, uh, I may be wrong, but I'm not lying, right? I'm I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Like I'm not expecting CNN and MSNBC to get it right all the time. I don't get it right all the time. At least right. when I get something wrong, I'll start off the next show with a retraction, and I don't have to do that. I'm not a journalist. I'm a singer in a rock and roll band who talks shit on a podcast twice a week. Like I have no journalistic integrity at all, and I will retract statements that I made, if, even if I get something marginally wrong or I didn't explain myself well enough, I'll, I'll explain it. I don't, I don't expect perfection from these people. I don't expect them to not make mistakes. I just don't want them to lie. Be biased. Like, you can be biased and opinionated and not be a liar. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you can, you can be upfront with your political biases and not be a hack. You know, like, I, I don't even expect very much from these people. Just stop lying. Is that too much to ask? Bye. Well, the funny thing is they would say the same thing about, you know, the Trump administration, which, I mean, to be marginally fair, sure, I mean, Sarah Sanders may come out every once in a while and have to sell lies from Trump, which, I mean, that is her job, and she might not like it, but that's what she has to do, and, uh, I mean, every once in a while, you know, those lies will be to, you know, protect protect the national security, and she's not going to come out here and tell us how many agents we have in China, like, that's not something that they're going to do, so they're going to lie and say, we don't have anybody in China. Like, right. But, but we also it's just yeah, it's it's mind boggling. Us on the right, we also hold Trump accountable when he lies because he lies. A lot of them are mm-hmm. kind of not necessarily malicious, more just like Trumpian lies where he just like embellishes things or whatever. Like biggest, right. yep. biggest crowd ever when there's photographic mm-hmm. evidence it wasn't. You know, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But we'll call him on it. Like I call Trump on, on his BS when he says something that isn't true. Nobody on the left does that. You know, like I don't I just don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think they're ever. I don't know I if think they're capable of getting out of this vicious cycle that they're in. If, if like every CNN anchor could just like devote like twenty seconds to <laughs> their show a week and just say one nice thing about Donald Trump, I think that could. That's where we start. That's something we have to do with children, right? You have to like when two kids are fighting and you finally get them to settle down. You get them to say, "All right, now say one nice thing about your sister. Say one nice thing about your brother." Right. If we can't get professionals professional broadcasters to sit down and just say like it's gotten to the point where you have to treat them as children and be like all right say one nice thing about the president today they can't do it right they can't do it and they won't do it and and one more point before i let you go what anytime a mainstream outlet will have a a conservative or a quote-unquote conservative on like i mean brett's brett (laughs) stevens is the is the uh token conservative over the New York Times, and he advocated for <laughs> the elimination of the Second Amendment. So if, if, he, if that's conservative, right. then I'm the Queen of England. Um, but, you know, anytime, like, you know, CNN will, will have on a conservative, they'll have, like, Bill Kristol, who hates Trump. 
or whatever. You know, and mm-hmm. I don't even know how Anna Navarro, Anna Navarro or, or anybody else. Yeah, and even like uh, shows like Face the Nation on 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 CBS, they'll have uh, they'll never have uh, a Trump supporter. They'll have a guy like Ramesh Panru from National Review, who's great. I mean, I love Ramesh, but I mean, he's not he's no fan of Trump, and he's not going to defend Trump. So it's like. Out of like the 65 million people that voted for Trump, like you can't find one, <laughs> can't get one. Like it's right. literally half of the electorate. You can't get one guy, like just one, to come on your panel of nine people. <laughs> like you can't find one Trump supporter. Like it's until they they change their practices in terms of who they're putting on air. Until they hire some of these newspapers, if they have to hire somebody, some editor who's a Republican or a Trump supporter. Just get one guy in the newsroom, just one. You know what I mean? And I, I just don't think they're willing to do it. I don't think they're ever going to do it. And I, I think it's going to be their downfall. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if CNN's gone in five years, to be honest with you. I think you might be uh, you might be right about that. You're on to something there. Um, yeah, I don't think that, I mean, we talk about this a lot in, uh, like, campus politics uh, um, and campus activism. It's the, uh, you know, diversity of ethnicity versus the diversity of thought. Right. And, uh, you know, it tells you, You'll, all you pretty much need to know about somebody versus or on which they prioritize, and it's it's pretty clear what what the uh, the mainstream media outlets are are prioritizing. Right on. So I guess my summary would be: um, President Trump might not be wrong <laughs> when he says that <laughs> that the mainstream media is the enemy of the American people. I don't know. I still kind of think he went too far, but I don't know. It's hard to. You're not going to hear me defending the press anytime soon. So before I let you go, Alec, mm-hmm. uh, again, thanks for coming on. I'll definitely have you on again soon. Uh, this is fun. We should definitely do it again. Uh, where can everybody find you uh, online, and where can everybody read your stuff? Yeah, so you can uh, follow me on Twitter, at SearsAL, or uh, you can read my stuff on LoneConservative.com. All right, everybody follow Alec. He's great. Uh, I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Mm-hmm.